What is up, everybody? I'm Ethan, and I want to welcome you to the first episode of my brand new podcast, Before the Snap. This podcast is all about the NFL season. So, for those of you looking to learn more as the season progresses, make sure to tune in every week as we will be discussing all the latest trades and signings, all the way up to a recap of last week's games, and I'll even include my predictions for the future as the season goes on. I'm super excited for this NFL season to start this week, and I cannot wait to get started, so let's dive right in with our first topic. I want to start out by talking about a player who was just recently signed at the end of this offseason, Jadavion Clowney. When you think of his name, you think of a monster coming off the edge, but in my opinion, he's really not all that great. Yeah, he puts up some good numbers, but he was the first overall selection in 2014. He should definitely be putting up better stats than he has been. His best season was in 2018. PFF gave him an 88.8 overall grade for the year. And in the regular season, he recorded 36 solo tackles, 3 assisted tackles, 9 total sacks, and only 1 forced fumble. And that was through all 16 weeks of the regular season. That's not living up to the hype that the first overall pick gives you. You should be making play after play if you're taking first overall because that is basically saying you are the best of the best of that draft class. But from what I see, he really hasn't put up the numbers to show that he should have been taken number one overall. But regardless, the Titans signed him to a one-year $15 million deal. Now, some of you may be thinking, wow, that's a lot of money. It's really not. If you look at Leonard Williams, who plays for the Giants, he's currently under the franchise tag. He's making a million more than Jadavion Clowney is. That just goes to show that the Titans may have gotten a steal with Clowney. There have been many other teams that tried to pick him up, but he went with the Titans. In fact, what I found interesting is the Saints tried to sign and trade with another team to get him. So, for instance, I know the Browns was a name that was thrown around a lot. The Saints tried to convince the Browns to sign Jadavion Clowney and trade him to the Saints. And in return, the Saints would give like a second round pick and a player of their choice. This is all because the Saints don't have a lot of cap space, but I just I thought that aspect was interesting because you don't really hear of stuff like that being like thrown around in the NFL. But anyway, Jadavion Clowney with the Titans, he fills a much needed hole that Jarrell Casey left behind. Jarrell Casey was traded to the Broncos and the Titans really needed somebody to take charge of as that edge rusher position. So maybe this will pay off for them in the end with Jadavion Clowney. But in my opinion, for a year, I don't know if he's all that worth it. They may make it back to the playoffs with him, but in reality, the reason why the Titans got to the playoffs was because they made the playbook surrounding Derrick Henry. No one knew how to stop him, 
and he just ran all over defenses last season. Speaking of unstoppable running backs, let's talk about a former unstoppable, Adrian Peterson. Peterson signed a one-year, $1.05 million deal with the Lions. That is super cheap for the former MVP. But why did they do it? The Lions have Carrion Johnson, who has been putting up some pretty good numbers the past few years, and they just drafted DeAndre Swift this year. So it confused me a little bit when I saw that Adrian Peterson signed with them. Was it a necessary pick? Like, are they using him as a mentor to try and get DeAndre Swift up into the next level and turn him into an elite back? Because if you notice in the NFL, a lot of teams are going with the two-back backfield. So with a great running back and carry on Johnson, and if you form DeAndre Swift to be great, if not better, then the Lions could have a backfield that is unstoppable in the next few years. But regardless, you have to think that if Adrian Peterson signs with the team, he's going to want to run the ball. He is only a 1,000 yards, give or take, under Barry Sanders for all-time rushing yards. Will he pass Barry Sanders? I don't know. I think he's only got a few more years left in him. At the moment, he is 35. What 35-year-old running backs do you see carrying the workload of an offense? Not really any. I think he's one injury away from ending his NFL career. Sticking with the topic of running back, Tampa Bay is building a powerhouse of an offense with signing Leonard Fournette. First, you bring Tom Brady into TB. Then, you already have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard there. Then Gronk comes out of retirement, and now you have Leonard Fournette joining Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn in that backfield. That is absolutely insane. Tampa Bay is turning into the golden state of football, but I think Fournette is going to have a lot of success in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady loves his running backs, In New England, he always threw little check down passes to those running backs and let them play with the yardage to try and get those extra yards, get the touchdown. He always likes to throw the ball short and let the receivers do their job. I think this is a great signing for them, but although they have all of those big names, I think they're going to struggle to win the division. The biggest problem in that division would be the Saints because they have an amazing team themselves. You have Drew Brees at QB, Alvin Kamara at running back, Michael Thomas at wide receiver, Jared Cook at tight end, and that's just the offense. You also have a defense with Cam Jordan on the line. You have Malcolm Jenkins sitting in the secondary who was sent right over to the Saints and he wasted no time getting ready for the season. And you also have Marshawn Lattimore sitting back in coverage. This is a great team and I think the Tampa Bay and New Orleans matchup that we're going to see now twice a year is going to be super exciting. Speaking of Tampa Bay, 
Josh Rosen was just signed to their practice squad. The former top 10 pick is now on the practice squad. That goes to show you just how competitive the NFL is. He's been in the league, what, two years? He just hasn't put up the numbers. If you ask me, he really wasn't given that much of a chance. Drafted by Arizona, they had a shit line. They did not have a good line at all. And then the only receiver that he had was Larry Fitzgerald, who, don't get me wrong, he's a great, but he cannot do everything for that team. So first season, didn't go very good. Then Cliff comes into the picture, who had a really strong relationship with Kyler Murray. And just like that, that was the end of Josh Rosen with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray took over the offense. Rosen found himself the backup, and then he later found himself gone. Then he went to the Dolphins. And at the time, Fitzmagic was doing his thing. He was going off, he was making the right passes, and Rosen was not. So, lost his starting spot again, and a year later, he was released. Now, he's on the practice squad, and his career is hanging by a thread. My question is, is he there for Brady to mentor to possibly fill in when Brady retires? Because you have to think, how many more years do you think Brady really has left in him? I think he's probably got maximum three. Three years is what I'm going with. What do you guys think? Let me know, but I'm saying three years. So is he going to step in later on and take over where Brady left off? I guess we'll find out. Speaking of Kyler Murray, possibly the best receiver in the NFL just negotiated his own deal to keep him in Arizona for the next five years. DeAndre Hopkins just signed a two-year, $54.5 million extension, making him the highest-paid non-QB player in NFL history. I think this is amazing. For a player to forget about an agent and be able to negotiate his own contract and get numbers like this, that's astonishing. That just goes to show you that football players aren't all just muscle heads and they don't have brains. Some of them are pretty smart and they can do things on their own but with that signing the cardinals are playoff contenders now if you look at the nfc west it's possibly the best division in the league you have the rams the 49ers the seahawks and the cardinals and i think two teams from this division will make the playoffs this year i'm gonna write that down two of these teams in the nfc west will make the playoffs look at the rams roster Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Michael Brockers, Jalen Ramsey, who just signed a new deal himself, making him the highest paid corner. And you also have Aaron Donald, who is the best Ed rusher in the league. The Rams have, they may have a young QB, but they're getting everything together. And that team, especially the defense, is really coming together. And I think that's going to cause some teams some trouble. Then you look at the 49ers. You have Jimmy G, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, 
Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, Quan Alexander, all those guys are in the group of really good players. I think the 49ers are going to make, I don't know, I don't want to say they're going to make another Super Bowl run because with these other teams, I think they're going to get the top over the 49ers. I hate to say it, but I do think they will. One of those teams being the Seahawks. Just look at this team. Russell Wilson, who had close to an MVP campaign last year. Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf, who I think will have a breakout season this year. Greg Olson, Bobby Wagner, Shaquille Griffins, and then newly acquired Jamal Adams, who's the top safety in the league. This Seahawks team is definitely going to be a threat. I have so much faith in them, and I believe that they will win the division. And then you look at the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker, Dre Kirkpatrick, Byron Murphy, drafted fresh out of this new draft class, and Chandler Jones, who's one of the best pass rushers in the league. Just focusing on the defense, not even the defense, the secondary, this is a great group of guys, and I think they're going to cause a lot of turmoil in the pass game. And then you also look at the offense, Kyler Murray, great QB. Larry Fitzgerald, it comes with the name. He's an obvious great. Christian Kirk, he's great too. Andy Isabella, I mean, he's one year in the league, so he's still got to prove himself a little bit, but he is still a good receiver. This Cardinals team is going to be one to watch out for, and I definitely think that they will make the playoffs as well. So I'm saying it now, Seahawks, Cardinals going into the playoffs, both teams from the NFC West. Since I just mentioned pass rusher, Vaughn Miller just went down with a possible season-ending injury. They don't know for sure at the moment, but regardless, this is a huge blow to the Broncos' defense. So he hurt his ankle during practice, and they needed an MRI to see what's going on and see how long he'll be out for. But although they have Jarrell Casey, Bradley Chubb, Justin Simmons, and A.J. Boye, Vaughn Miller only missed one game in the last six seasons. That is insane. He always plays at a high level, and he just does such a great job. And this is really going to cause problems for the Broncos' defense if they lose him. At this time, I wanted to give a shout-out to Anchor.fm. This podcast would not be happening without them, and I would highly recommend that anyone who's interested in starting something like this Go ahead over to that website. They have everything laid out for you. It is amazing. At the end of every episode, I will have a segment called After the Snap. This is where I'm going to predict next week's outcome for every game. But before that, I won't do it. You know what? No, I will. I'm going to give my prediction to the biggest game of the year, the Super Bowl. In my opinion, I think it'll be the Chiefs versus the Seahawks. The Chiefs obviously have an amazing team. They haven't lost anybody 
well, I don't want to say that. They haven't gotten worse, and they just signed Mahomes to a deal. They signed Chris Jones to a deal. You have Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, and Miko Hardman for your receivers. They just drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They have the best tight end in Travis Kelsey, and their defense is amazing as well. The Honey Badger, like I said before, Chris Jones, they really are not missing at any angles. Chiefs obviously going right back. And then the Seahawks. Like I said before, Jamal Adams was a huge pickup for them. Sitting there in safety, he's going to disrupt a lot of defenses. Then you have Russell Wilson, once again, coming off a great season last year. I think he's going to have a repeat, possible MVP sleeper for this season. And then I also think DK will have a breakout year. And the Seahawks in general are just going to have an amazing year. But my outcome for that game, I'm going Seahawks. Some of you may be thinking, yeah, oh yeah, you're a Seahawks fan. I'm not a Seahawks fan, but there's just something about this team that I just feel like they're going to win that game. So I'm calling it now Seahawks going to the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and Seahawks getting the dub in the end. But regardless, that is way down the line, so right now, let's just focus on week one. It's finally here. Football season is one sleep away. Let's go with week one predictions. Thursday night matchup with the Texans and the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. The Chiefs have arguably the best offense in the league. And with DeAndre Hopkins out of Houston, Deshaun Watson doesn't have that great of a receiving core anymore so i'm going chiefs winning that game none of the sunday games jets versus the bills i think i have the bills in that one the jets offense just hasn't been doing good in general just the past couple years and they still don't look good this year so i'm going bills packers versus vikings i got the packers the vikings lost stefan diggs this offseason and i think they'll struggle at first to fill the hole at receiver that he left eagles versus washington i got eagles washington lost a lot of key players of the team including their own name eagles coming up with a dub in that one browns versus the ravens Obviously, the Ravens, you know, Lamar was unstoppable last season, and Baker just sucks. Like, he, I don't think he is that great of a player. He has not been doing good at all since he's got into the league, and the Browns have been the same Browns they have been, even with Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, and Baker. So, I'm saying Ravens. Colts versus the Jags. I got the Colts. Jaguars pretty much released or traded away any hope they have of winning a lot of games this season. So don't expect to hear the Jaguars name many times during these predictions. Raiders versus the Panthers. I got the Panthers. I've always liked Teddy Bridgewater as a QB, and I think Carolina will be a really good fit with him with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and then the new addition of Robbie Anderson. So I got Panthers. Bears versus the Lions, I got the Bears. While Matt Stafford is slept on, in my opinion, Khalil Mack is a monster off the edge. He is so quick. He gets to the QB real fast. It's just, it's so hard to stop him. So I think the Bears defense is going to win them that game. 
Seahawks versus the Falcons. I got the Seahawks. They've built themselves an all-around great team, like I said before. Nothing against the Falcons. I just think the Seahawks have the upper hand in this one. Dolphins versus the Patriots. Speaking of both of the teams, actually, their former cornerback, Aqib Tlaib, just retired today. While he was a free agent, it was still kind of big moves, so just thought I'd throw that out there. But uh, with this matchup, I got the Patriots. Although this team has lost a lot of players between free agency and the COVID opt-outs, Cam Newton will energize this offense and get them started at 1-0. I really believe that. Uh, With the Chargers versus the Bengals, I got the Bengals. Terod Taylor hasn't been a starter in years, and I think the Chargers offense will struggle to put things together because of this. So not just that, but I think the Bengals have a pretty good team. I think their defense is decent, and I think they'll be able to put enough together to get things going. Uh, Cardinals versus the 49ers. I'm going 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to win this game. Buccaneers versus the Saints. I have the Saints. Saints are an all-around great team, and I think their defense will be able to shut down any chance Tampa Bay has of getting their offense started. Moving to Sunday night, Cowboys versus Rams. I got the Cowboys. Jared Goff hasn't been able to get things done the last few years. Maybe it's because he's young. I don't know. But regardless, I have the Cowboys in that one. And the two Monday night games. First one is Steelers versus Giants. I'm saying Steelers. Big Ben is coming back, but he says he's shaking like a leaf. He's worried to come back fresh off his injury. So that puts a little hit on the offense, but the Steelers have arguably the best defense in the league. So I definitely think the defense is going to win this game for them. And then speaking of the Steelers' defense, another retirement today is Ryan Shazier. It is sad, but I'm sure we all saw it coming. Whenever we saw him walking to announce the Steelers' pick at the draft, he could barely walk on his own. His wife had to help him, and like I'm not bashing him or anything. I just think he should take this time and enjoy life. Yeah, he was a great player, but after that injury, it really, I think it puts things in perspective. But regardless, Steelers versus Giants, I got the Steelers. And lastly, Titans versus the Broncos, I got the Titans. Derrick Henry is a power back, and if the defense cannot find a way to stop him, it's game over. He just bowls through people, just completely wrecks game plans. And then that's, for some reason, just they're able to stop him. You also have A.J. Brown on the outside at receiver who was really starting to heat up towards the end of the season. So Titans versus Broncos, I have the Titans. Those are my predictions for week one of the NFL season. It's been way too long, but football is finally back. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll be back next week for another round of Before the Snap.